jocks in the pool That is not cool, I need the tools Take me to school, feet first Into this league, me first That cannot be, under the underdog Monica G Feeling a whole lot better suddenly I get in with it, win it again You're one and two in the bag and I'm going for three That is the beat down, got her the best So I keep now, y'all tread in water for weeks Now, now I'm the shark so I eat Now, look, I am not sorry I understood the pun from which I started And never getting these drafts is cathartic, so Dynasty underdog bite down Up at the day and the night now Easy as flying a kite now Come take a look at it right now Dynasty underdog bite down Up at the day and the night now Easy as flying a kite now Come take a look at it right now Hey everybody, uh, welcome to episode 8 of Dynasty Underdog Podcast. I'm your host, Jariah Dawkins. And joined with me today is Billy Beeman. We are without Josh Goldberg, but we will manage. How you doing? Great, man. Great. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have Josh back next week, but we will uh, take on week one without him, I guess. Um, so how'd you enjoy it, man? I, I'm like, I'm like so excited to be back. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, we started Thursday night. I'm like, it's finally here. It's finally here. And the game wasn't a disappointment. You know, Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes. You know, Deshaun Watson's still running for his life. So nothing changed there. It was great, man. Uh, David Johnson looks great. You called it on AGP and, uh, you know, it's uh, just happy it's back, man. I was excited to see, you know, the QB change with, with the Patriots. That was interesting. I mean, you, you can only imagine how happy I am with a Patriots win and a Tom Brady loss. Like, this oh, of is, course. <laughs> this is everything to me, man. So, how? I mean, I didn't get to watch the Patriots game that much. How different was that offense? Night and day? It was night and day. It doesn't look anything, anything like we're used to. There was maybe one drive where you were like, oh, those are a couple, like, quick throw Patriots-like throws, but, like, it was, it was just it's something you've never seen before. You know, just with the running, with Cam Newton running the ball 15 times, it's just, it looks totally different. Pretty excited, huh? Yeah, like, it, it, the defense looks good still. So, it's, it's like, if they can keep it up, we definitely have some, some you know, playoff aspirations. But, I mean, you saw, the, did you catch any of the Seahawks game? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. The, I mean, that team looks unbelievable. Insane. Yeah, that's, it's incredible. Finally, you know, you see it on Twitter all the time, like, hey, let Russell Wilson cook. And they did, and oh, boy, it was insane. But yeah, so, I mean, I think anybody that's going to be facing the Seahawks is going to have a, a real hard time this year, and they just look great. They got with the, some of the analytics, and they are starting to let Russell Wilson just uh, do what he does best. He's such a great passer. Well, that and, and also the Ravens, like Lamar Jackson just looks so accurate. Uh, he looked great. So it's just, there's, there's a lot, a lot of scary teams out there. So as good as the Patriots looked, I can only be so excited. Yeah, no shit. And uh, also Aaron Rodgers, maybe he's not washed up. I don't know, but he looked fantastic. He's my quarterback in console wars that I I never, I never bought into the, the sharp decline just because, you know, he has nobody to pass to besides Devonta Adams and barely that last year anyway. So, you know, it doesn't seem to matter, does it? No, no, but I, I thought I thought that there was going to be some sort of bounce back this year if if he had a healthy receiving core and, and MVS maybe he took some sort of step into being a, even a serviceable receiver for him. So if that's the case, then then it could get kind of scary there. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. So let's talk about some waivers and trade targets. Mostly trade targets, I guess. Some guys that maybe are cheap to get right now but have stepped into a role that maybe we didn't see coming or you know potentially could be something bigger i just wrote down some guys here uh see if you agree with me 
It's uh, James Robinson. I think you know how I feel about him because despite what we talked about last week on the pod about uh, not blowing your fab, I spent every last penny I had on him. Um, but James Robinson, he didn't disappoint. Uh, he got 100% of the carries in that backfield. He was hurdling guys. And, he, you know, he looks to be the real deal, at least for now. Yeah, it's really opportunity is king with with this league. You know, we know how it goes. So seeing James Robinson get all the work there, and, and, you know, I was even one of the guys saying Chris Thompson was going to come in and take some work, and he was very limited in in the action there. So they they clearly like what they have in Robinson. There's a reason they got rid of Fournette, and they did say when they got rid of him that the the running back room looked good, and they do have Raquel Armstead there, which it seems like they don't even need right now. So – yeah, Robinson might be the real deal. Now, am I going to – I don't know if I'm going to go go buy him up or anything right now. I feel like this is when people are going to try to sell him high, right? Exactly, yeah. But what, what do you think he's worth, though? Like, What do I think he's worth? Yeah, like actually if you were going to fair trade, you know, a fair trade. Okay, uh, you know, instead of the whole like what do I sell him for, what do I buy him for, I honestly think – I think he's worth a third. See what happens. Uh, there's still some uncertainty. He's still undrafted free agent. Uh, historically, those guys don't go on to have long careers, so you got to be realistic about it. If I'm contending, you know, I might – no, I still probably just a third, that, if I'm being honest. But I pulled up on the DLF trade finder, and mm-hmm. I found as of Monday, someone gave up a 2021 second for him. Would you do that? I would probably – if I don't know. You know what? If I was like, if I was a contender, that doesn't seem like a terrible deal. I mean, obviously, the second's – Seconds are valuable, but you know you never know what you're going to get with that. And if and if he does end up being the guy there for two or three years, that's that's kind of a slam dunk. But it's funny, like what, like I would be happy to get rid of him for a second as well, though. Yeah, it's exactly. kind of weird, right? So like, probably like spending a second would be too much for me. I wouldn't do it. I'm not going to go out and, and spend a second for James Robinson anywhere. But uh, maybe if it's like playoff time and like I needed somebody and he was still the lead role and somebody's selling him for a second, then I'd take it. But yeah, I think that's important. This is still just week one, you know. You know, you still, you still got Armstead and Thompson and all those guys. You know, next week, Robinson's probably not going to get 100% of the, the carries, so. Yeah, and, and if, you know, if for some unfortunate reason he got injured or something, then it's just all for nothing. So it's like, yeah. Uh, next guy on the list, I have Malcolm Brown. Okay. He, he looks good. It's a little – this is more a waiver wire target, right? This yeah, is more I think a waiver so. wire target. Yeah, for dynasty or, or a tra- a sell or a yeah, sell or a sell. <laughs> yeah, maybe because it was fresh in my mind because he's running all over my Cowboys. So I was like, this guy's good. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the last time we played them in the playoffs, they did the exact same thing. They had fat CJ Anderson did the exact same thing to us. So I don't know. Maybe me. Sean McVay's pretty good at football. I don't know. Well, yeah, Brown seems to have an affinity for week one because last year he did the same thing, yeah. two touchdowns in week one. So I don't know what it is, but he did look like he looked the part to me this this time around. He looked a little bit better. You know, he was he was running with some authority and it, it was kind of impressive. He looked a little bit quicker maybe to me. I don't know if that's, you know, if that's actually a thing, but, you know, at some point Acres is probably going to take over there. So th- this isn't a guy I'm trading for, but I, this is the guy that I'm really happy to have on a lot of teams. Like yeah. we have him on a, on our Debbie team. Worked out uh, great. Have, yeah. And I have him a couple redraft teams and stuff. And he's, he's a good person to have for just, you know, he's cheap value. And he also, you can sell him <laughs> when he goes off like this. Yeah, sure. So I looked and then uh, as of Monday on the trade finder, someone had given up a 2021 third to get him or sell him. And also there was a weird one, which I don't really agree with that. Tyler Boyd 
and, and another, another player, but just some guy you'll never, ever play. So basically Tyler Boyd for Malcolm Brown. And that's, that's insane. That's one of those overreactions in my opinion. Yeah. If you can do that, that's, that's a great uh, trade. Cause somebody was trying to trade me a first for Tyler Boyd. So that's kind of like Malcolm Brown for a first, you know what yeah. I mean? Almost in my mind, because Tyler Boyd's probably worth like a mid to late first or something like that. Some people may disagree, but, but still he's something like that. So <laughs> that, that, that's a good one on the finder right there, man. <laughs> yeah. I was surprised. I was like, it was Boyd and a piece. And I was like, that is just, that's insane. So. Uh-uh. But it happens. We've seen it. We've seen it. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I guess it's one of those times where you could try to take advantage of overreaction, but just don't be the one that gets caught in it. You know what I mean? So Absolutely not. Yeah. I guess a lot of these guys are probably sell targets more than anything. Yeah. I think the next one is, is kind of a buy, especially for dynasty. Sure. So next one I got list is Joshua Kelly, UCLA. He looked good. He came in there. He got, I think he got two touchdowns right two touchdowns bulk of the carries and pretty much made every single austin eckler owner just fuming especially if you got him in redraft or you paid up for him in dynasty like later on in the year you're not very happy with the results there not at all uh so let me i'm, I'm looking right now to see what he had so it looks like he had one touchdown so he had 12 12 rushes 60 yards and a touchdown three ca- or no that's it no catches so which i assume they're gonna leave to Eckler. No, but I'm glad we're talking about this one because I wanted to talk about Eckler as a trade piece, right? But but first we'll we'll tackle Kelly. Yeah, Kelly, I thought he looked great. He clearly is gonna be, you know, part of some sort of one-two punch there with with Eckler. So the instant value this year, you probably got him for nothing. I don't know if you want to go trade for him right now because he's you know, people might be trying to <laughs> trying to get one over on you, but but he's looking great. So, you know, you got, you got something there if you got him in the third or fourth or whatever you were getting him in rookie draft. Yeah, I got him, I got him in the third last year. So three, four or something like that, three, five. It's killer. Yeah, I'm happy with it. So, yeah. And he, and you know, the funny thing is about this one is I feel like everybody talked about this all off season long and all into the draft. Like, look out for Joshua Kelly. This is a guy who could surprise. This is a guy who could, and like, and for some reason. But Justin Jackson. Yeah. And, and it's funny because it is that kind of thing where you're like, we have, but, but Justin Jackson and you know what, we should have listened. So, you know, I, I had mentioned it quite a few times. It really wasn't about Eckler or his talent or what he could bring to your team, but Philip Rivers is gone. And I was completely right about the whole, you look what he did with the uh, Heinz in Indianapolis on Sunday, he turned Heinz into Eckler 2.0, just like that. And uh, it's, it's Philip Rivers, noodle arm, dumping off. And uh, it's a whole different ball game when you got uh, Tyrod Taylor throwing the ball. If, if it wasn't for JT over there in Indy, uh, Heinz would be worth a first right now. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I should have looked it up. I bet he's probably going for, you know, a bundle right now today, too. Yeah, so. definitely. But so, yeah, before we move on to the next one, Austin Eckler is a guy who, I mean, I don't think he's ever going to be like, the lead back like I don't think he's that kind of guy but he's still super valuable in fantasy I mean we've seen what he can do this is the time you go and get him right now is when you panic buy all right right now the owners are reeling like you said they spend up for him and they are like they they want to bench him just to just to spite him you know what I mean like he's gonna feel it so so you know go out there and send send some some low ball offers don't be afraid to man see if they bite what would you suggest the second 
Didn't yeah. Get it for a second? Yeah. I'd send, I'd try to send a second and maybe like a piece that you, you know, you're not fond of that, that other people might be kind of fond of. I know you got that on your roster somewhere. Out there. Yeah. Um, something like that. Or if you're, if you're okay to get rid of like a, a late first, like if you have like the 111 or 112, or you know, you're going to be good or something like that. Like, and you're contending because that's what I was thinking about was like, Oh, on my contending teams, is there a way I can get awkward Eckler for cheap? Yeah. Right. Because that's like, as your as your third running back or something like that, then you're in, you're in business right there. So yeah, for sure. that's the idea. All right. Uh, so I did look on the trade finder and I saw a 2021 second plus uh, Pascal uh, wide receiver out of Indy. Oh, that was for Josh Kelly. No, that's, that's actually, that's pretty good. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. That's not a bad trade. It's kind of fair. Anyway. All right. All right. Next guy on the list uh, is Benny Snell. Uh, running back Pittsburgh, obviously James Conner is made of glass <laughs> and uh, lost me one of my leagues last week. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he's, he's the guy now for at least, you know, um, a couple of weeks while Conner's out and possibly the whole season, who knows? Is this a guy that you would take a flyer on in Dynasty? Yeah, if he was on the waivers, I'd love to go get him, but he, he's not. He's one of those guys I feel like a lot of people um, shuffled in their lineups, threw him on a waiver, somebody else got him, whatever, you know, over time. But the way he looked, he looked great. Like he was talking about running with authority. He looked like he was angry when he was running the ball. We know that Pittsburgh likes to run, you know, a, a workhorse back there. I was really surprised to see Connor on the sideline standing there. I, I couldn't believe he didn't even want to, he couldn't get back in the game. So it, it's going to be tough to see him kind of taking that role back. Yeah, that's a bummer. Uh, I saw on the trade finder a 2021 second for Snell. Uh, this was on Monday. I'm not going to lie. I'd probably give up 2020, 2021 second for Snell. I would too in a heartbeat, I think, especially if I'm a Connor owner and I was relying on him or just contending. I, I would do that a second, I think, because I, mean, I think we're being honest. We both just mentioned it, but I don't, I don't see Connor getting back on the field. I mean, unless something happens to Snell, I just, I just don't. Not, not in any kind of lead role capacity. No way. Like he, he might, he, if he's healthy again, I'm sure they're going to give him some run, but the way Snell looked and if he's not going to, you know, like you said, he's not going to be made of glass like Connor is. Then, then it's just they're they're going to give him the role for sure. And I think that Snell is kind of valuable because, or not valuable, but he's he's sneaky because like Anthony McFarland's there. There, there's Jalen, you know, the ghost of Jalen Samuels is still <laughs> in, people, in people's minds. So it's like, you know, they don't really. I feel like Snell isn't like a household name yet. Yeah, I, that's exactly right. Yeah, he doesn't come with that name. And I think Connor. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Connor's coming up on contract, right? So. I believe he is actually. Yeah. I think this was, I think this was contract year for Connor. Yeah. So I think, you know, there's a possibility where Snell is, you know, not just a one year guy, he might be a two year guy. So mm -hmm. um, personally, I give up a second for him. In fact, I'll probably send out a couple offers tonight. <laughs> <laughs> for real. When the conversation leads to trades. <laughs> yeah, I know. Next guy I have on the list is Gaskin. Probably people have totally forgotten about the guy, but I know they got what Lynn Bowden from, Las Vegas in a weird trade that didn't make any sense. They have Jordan Howard, who I thought would be, you know, one a, and then they also have Brita and Gaskin led 14 carries and four targets, or maybe it's four receptions, but out of nowhere, in my opinion, what do you make of that? <laughs> I was shocked, dude. I actually, uh, shameless plug here. The next two guys are on my, uh, my dynasty waiver wire or, just they're on some of my waiver wire articles for DFF. <laughs> I don't know. Dynasty or redraft. I got two of them. I can't remember. I know. 
but <laughs> I'm getting mixed up now because like it's redraft season and everything's redraft. So you have people asking questions about certain people and you're thinking about it in your dynasty mindset. And I'm like, no, I would never take that guy. And then you got to hit it from to, both perspectives. It's really hard to separate it right now for me, but uh, I'm trying my best. So I couldn't believe Gaston's got the lead role. Like I, all of us ha- had to be shocked about it. We, we thought Jordan Howard would do it for sure. would take it for sure. But yeah, you know, Miles Gaston coming out of Washington. I remember him getting a lot of hype. He fell out of favor in Cincinnati, I think, because of some off-the-field issues, some stuff we probably don't – he probably doesn't want us talking about. But, you know, look, he's getting another shot here, and he's the only young guy there who isn't injury-ridden, right? Yes. So, so that's valuable, and you can probably get him for nothing. Yeah, I agree. Gaskin I did the trade finder again. 2021 fourth and fifth for Gaskin. And that was on, that was on Monday. So that was just yesterday. Uh, 2021 fourth and fifth is worth nothing. So if you could get a guy who at least week one was the guy in a, I mean, it's Miami. They're not like the super high powered run heavy offense, but I mean, it's still the RB one in that backfield as of last week, it's worth nothing to try to get something. You know what I mean? Yeah, look, we know how the running back situation is. I'm sure all of us are, are down to two main running backs or something. And after that, you're scared what your lineup looks like. They went down. So, you know, getting a guy for a fourth or something, and if he ends up, look, Jordan Howard goes out or Matt Breida inevitably gets injured, then he's in for even more work. And, and you got, you know, a usable fantasy player there. So nah, that, definitely go out and get him. It, I'm sure he's on a lot of waiver wires. I probably don't even need to spend for him. Yeah, that's a good you point. Know, only in the deepest of, of dynasty leagues is he going to be on a roster. Yeah, that's a good point. And next guy on the list, last guy I have is uh, Logan Thomas, tight end out of the Washington football team. I was looking up some, just looking into what he did yesterday or Sunday, and he had a 26% target share. That's that's like what? Kelsey numbers. That's like Kittle type numbers. Or... That's top five tight end numbers for sure. I think he finished uh, – I looked it up yesterday and – or no, I think he finished as the tight end six. Yeah. This week, obviously. So look, I this guy was and this I know was in my redraft waiver wire article article because he he was like he also like twenty percent owned or something. Mm-hmm. And with you know, with the wide with the tight end landscape, you never know what you're getting with Hayden Hurst isn't giving you anything. Look, if he's getting a twenty six percent target share, don't matter what team it is or who's throwing to him. No, not at all. It, he's he's valuable as hell so that this guy is i remember seeing something on twitter that uh it was like three weeks ago somebody was like i'm getting darren waller vibes from logan thomas and if you look up his athletic profile he's serious like close to darren waller but also just like you could see it happening now if he's going to get that target share and, and he's going to get fun you know he's going to get funnel targets in washington like this guy's going to be a tight end one for sure yeah i mean you got uh mclaurin and then there's really not a whole nothing sexy behind him. The next sexy thing is Logan Thomas. And I just caught up. I don't even know how this slipped me, but I just caught up on AGP today. I was going through my list. I'm like, how did I not listen to that? Anyways. <laughs> and you were talking about, Logan good. Thomas. I forgive you. No, I know you were talking about Logan Thomas last week, you know? So I was like, I should have listened Wednesday <laughs> when, when the pod came out, but I'm not going to lie. I, uh, and I got him off waivers in console wars. Yeah, too. you did. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I got, I wish I could, remember who it was on Twitter because that's what really prompted me to go look him up. They were like, Oh, Darren Waller vibes. I was like, hold on, let me go look at this guy now. And I go and I start doing the research. And I'm like, Oh, all right. There's something there, man. And with Thaddeus Moss out of there, there's just no competition for him. He is the guy there. So look, if there's anybody, I think 
I think we both can agree if there's anybody you're going out to get this, this probably your number one target, unless you're desperate for a running back, that's a different story, but this should probably be cause he's so cheap and he's going to be probably pretty productive this season. Yeah. Of all the guys we listed, this guy is the one that has like the clear cut. I would say long-term for, you know, outside of injury, there's really no reason that he should be replaced anytime soon. Everybody else we mentioned is, you know, hope and a prayer, um, but they're all cheap. But right now I saw Logan Thomas get traded for a 2021 fourth and a third, not a fourth and third, but a fourth. And then I saw him got traded for a third. That's still nothing, especially if you're in a tight end premium league. The thirds and fourths. It's so surprising. Once you get to the, uh, the draft, you're like, I thought other guys were going to be here. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) They're only, yeah, they're only sexy before the draft. (laughs) Don't be afraid to trade your forests and that's kind of what they're there for. Is there anybody else you want to mention or anybody that comes to mind? Uh, JJ Taylor comes to mind for me for dynasty leagues for sure. Okay. I don't know if you've seen that. He's the running back for the Patriots, not the, he's a running back for the Patriots, but he, if you've seen any of his college tape, this kid is lightning, right? He, well, it's not even that he's so fast. It's how hard he hits people. He's like Deion Lewis's size, but runs people over. So, like, there's, I'll say, I'll, um, we can tweet out a, a, you know, some of, some of his uh, tape on, on our, on the Dynasty Underdog account, but it's unreal, dude. Like, and he, and when he got the ball last week in uh, the Patriots game, he ran with the same energy for sure. Like, if somebody was in front of him, he was knocking him over. So, this is just a guy who, you know, was on the practice squad and made the team. They're, they're talking about Deion Lewis vibes in camp. I love it. Long shot. He's probably on your waivers. Go ahead and look for him out there, man. Awesome. Let's hit on some news real quick, just because it just kind of occurred to me. We probably should have done this earlier, but who cares? How great was it to be a running back on September 13th on your contract year? Dude, I said I, think I said in the DFF thread or something, I was like, yo, did the running backs go on strike? And I didn't know about it because <laughs> they all got paid the same day. Like, who was it? Dalvin Cook got got a big contract. Uh, Kamara. Kamara got a big contract. Yeah, man. And well, oh, Joe Mixon, I think, got a contract. Or Joe was Mixon that a while got, back? It was a little while back, but still, I mean, they all got paid. All the way down from uh, Derrick Henry, <laughs> Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook. All those guys that are like the people that are like, hey, man, these are the guys I, you, you look to sell. They're on a contract year. You don't want that risk on your team. And like, they all got extensions. It's kind of like a, the day that the dynasty analysts got owned. Do you know what I mean? That that yeah, that cook one kind of kind of has got to hurt you, huh? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> hey, trust the process. It was a good process, I think. I agree. I agree with that. And yeah, I get it. You know, Fournette was only there for like a week, so there's a playbook to learn and all that stuff. So yeah, we'll see. I'm still holding out. I'll we'll check in in one year, see how that trade worked out for me. Didn't a receiver get paid too? Somebody else got paid. Oh, Hopkins. Hopkins, yeah, D Hop got his was extension that last week, so yeah, he got an extension. So I think he's tied there for the next what five years, six years, something like that. And he, he balled out, man. He balled Dude, out. He looked great. We were all like, he's not going to be funneled targets. He, I think he had like ten to 15, somewhere between ten and fifteen targets. Dude was freaking eating it. Yeah, as soon as he got traded to Arizona, his ADP dropped, his value perceived dynasty value dropped. People were getting him for a whole lot cheaper than they should have. I tried getting him, but I couldn't get him because I'm still I'm cheap, so. I think we all might have made a mistake there. Yeah, I should have just paid up a little more, I think. And oof, I feel bad for the Christian Kirk owners, man. God, oh, man. Damn. Yeah. He is the afterthought all of a sudden. Holy shit. And I still got Andy Isabella on my bench. He's going to be something, I swear. Me too. Me too. 
I love his tape, man. I love his tape. <laughs> Listen, I can't. He's one of those guys that, like, every time I'm about to drop somebody, I'm like, can I drop Andy? Is about nope. <laughs> I do the same thing, man. <laughs> All right. I well, I guess we're going out together with Andy Isabella. I know it's the year 2030, and Andy Isabella is still on the roster. Dude, it's once he gets traded to the Patriots, he'll he'll oh, be great. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. All right. So we're talking about guys that we could trade. Is there a best way, in your opinion? What What's the most successful way you've made trades happen? Was it the cold calling, which is kind of it's kind of the lazy way, but if you you have a bunch of rosters or different platforms. It's kind of easier to be like, Hey, these are a couple guys I want. So you just send out offers and you don't actually talk to the owner or do you find success doing that? Or do you like to open up a dialogue? I haven't found as much success doing that. I know people do. I, I, I definitely do it cause I don't see any harm in it. Especially, you know, once you do that, you're definitely comfortable with it, whatever you're sending out. So it's like, just, just send it like, and see what happens. Right. But, but I, I think I've had one or two trades kind of, you know, morph into something through that, but that's, that's not the most success. Mostly it's somebody who like, it's generally with me. Like I have a target. I want to go get it. I go, to, I go to the owner and I'm like, here's what I'm willing to trade. You're like, here's my, here's my, you know, offer. And, and we get going from there. That's kind of how it gets done. And like, I generally am willing to, to kind of give. So I'll tell, I'll tell the other owner, I'm like, Hey, look, like, let me know, like, let's find somewhere in the middle here. You know what I mean? I'm, I, I open up some kind of dialogue usually with an offer though. Oh, okay. So you'll, uh, just in the chat, you'll send the offer. This is, this is what I want. This is what I'll give you. How do you feel about that? And you found the most success doing that? Yeah. All right. Yeah, me too. I was just curious. I know I get lazy sometimes where it's like, Oh yeah, I want Benny Snell and I'm going to send a third to everybody. I know that has Benny Snell. I mean, I, I, I have done that in the past and it has become successful at points, but all my best trades have come, you know, through a day or two of talking it out. So that's just some advice I think for the newer dynasty owners, if you're trying to get a trade done and also, it, it builds a relationship. So like, you know, I know on console wars, we have what 35 other owners that we deal with, but I have like six or seven that like I've talked to. And I know like if they have a guy, I know for sure that if there's a guy in his roster that I want, we'll be able to work something out. Cause we've talked about it before, or, you know, we have a relationship. So I think that's important for all the newer listeners in my opinion. That's huge. No, that is huge is being able having like a relationship or, or some camaraderie between trade partners, because once, once you have that com comfort, you know, that like, you're not going to get totally screwed in the deal or something. They're not trying to like swindle you. Then it's like, you can start making some moves for sure. I definitely agree with that. It, it's funny. So I think the trade bait is underutilized. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So what I, what I learned to do, and this is, I forgot where I got this from. Somebody suggested something similar to it. And I, I basically use it in all my leagues, but in MFL with the trade bait, I'll go in there. I'll in the comments, I'll basically put what I'm willing to take for most of these guys. So that like, it gives you a baseline to be like, like if somebody comes across it and that's what they're willing to give up, maybe they're like, Oh shit, perfect. I'll send you the, the offer. You know what I mean? So it kind of like, it just creates trades without you even having to say anything half the time. So I encourage people to like go in there into the comments. If you want, if you're like, okay, I'm putting Mike Evans on and you're like, look, I want a first plus this kind of player. At least, you know, like that's generally the offer you're going to get and you're not going to probably get anything else otherwise. So it's, it's a good way to get people to come to you with something reasonable. No, that's great. Um, shoot. In our console wars, I think uh, one of the commissioners came in and was like, Hey guys, the season's happening. We haven't had trades in a while. We got to get this going. Everybody please update your trade bait. And after that, I received three, four offers and trades started coming through. So you're absolutely right, man. I didn't even think about that. 
shout out to at FF down under for, uh, for pushing us along there. I remember he came in, he's like, yo, everybody update your trade bait now. It <laughs> like, works. So that was awesome. He's like, it's, it's a little stagnant around here. And it did, it did. It got like, I, I think I even made a trade. I think a couple people had some trades going. So it was, it was good. Just gonna get things moving. Have you um, had any trades recently offered to you? Uh, yeah. So I picked up, I blew my whole fob on James Robinson, you know, cause my four net ordeal and, a bunch of other slew of other things, but Hey, now I don't have to worry about fobbing that league either, but I spent it all and I got James Robinson, but then I got trade offers for him. Like someone offered me a fourth for Robinson. And then I said, no dude, I just spent 700 and basically 72% of my fob on this guy. I'm not doing that. Like it was the next day. He knows I just spent everything I have to get him. Like I'm like doing that for a fourth. But then he countered with, which this was insulting to me. He uh, countered with Dak and James Robinson for Minshew and Diggs. You'd be giving up Dak and James Robinson. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, dude, that's, that's I wouldn't just... do Dak for Minshew and Diggs, let alone. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's out of pocket, bro. That is just out of pocket. Like, it hurt me deeply. I'm like, man, we can't even be friends or what, you know? It's, it's like he thought you didn't watch week one. And, oh, I know. And, like, see what happened with Diggs and everything. And no, no. I mean, look, it's so funny. It, this goes to, like, is there trade etiquette? Like, this kind of thing kind of frustrates me, like, like that, I, I can't kill him for that because you know what? Shoot your shot. If you like, maybe for some reason you love you love Minshew and you you just want the stash. You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. Maybe he follows me on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he doesn't because he he would he would know you're a Cowboys fan. That, that <laughs> yeah, flying. Yeah, I know my avatar is Dak. Like <laughs> he should know. <laughs> but but um, I do like I do think there's some kind of trade etiquette. But uh, I I think that was that's a fine trade to send. I think it was very uh, disrespectful to you though. <laughs> but um, one thing I hate though, is when people like hit me up for a trade and they're like, what's your price on this guy? I'm yeah. like, so you're, you like, I, I get it. It's not that serious. Like I get it. Let's have a conversation. I just told, I would have a conversation if, if you want to hit me up and say, Hey, I'm willing to send you this and this. What, what do you think? Let's do it. But don't come to me and ask me like what, cause you're essentially what you're saying is what's your lowest price on this guy? Because I don't want to send over an offer I think is that I'm going to spend too much on. So you're scared. You're, so you're scared to send me They're an offer. They're getting scared to lose or something, right? Bro, that ain't, I'm, not, I'm not making the trade for you, homie. You got to send me something to work from. Like, I hate that stuff. So I think there's some level of etiquette there. That's exactly right. And if you're coming to me for the player, that means you want the player. Obviously, I want the player because he's on my fucking team. <laughs> so if you want him, you know... Like, no, I just want to get, I just wanted to get rid of CMC. Sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, even garage sales have a stick, you know, I don't know. Come with me. Hey, this is what I'm willing to give you. Is this, are we even in the ballpark? Oh, okay. You know, yeah, let's talk about it and then figure it out from there. But yeah, that, that one. And then the other one for me uh, is just when you go to the group chat and you're like, uh, willing to move Joe Mixon. And th that's it. It's like, uh, okay. Like, was anybody asking you for Mixon? Or no, and it's, it's funny. Better yet. Don't do that anymore and go to your trade bait, go to your trade up, bait. update your trade bait and put a comment in there and say, I'm willing to move Mixon for this, this, and this, or these kind of things. And I guarantee you, you will have trades come into your inbox, but you're not going to get them from going into the chat and being like, I want to move guy. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, good for you. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and now I know you want to move them. So I want them for cheaper than you want to sell them. So let's not even, let don't even go down that route, man. Yeah. That's a good point. All right, man. So we talked about trade etiquette, some possible trades you guys can make this week. Uh, we could talk about something that happened in console wars this last week. Uh, we, we found out we had an orphan. 
But we found out we had an orphan on Friday, the day after the season opener. And he wasn't even the one. He never told us. Like, he never told the commish. Yeah, that, yeah, that's insane. Nobody knew. So, I mean, luckily we have other good league mates who let us know. And, and, we were, and luckily we know good people who were able to take over the, the team almost immediately which was really, really great. Shout out to at Fantasy Freezer on, on Twitter, DFF homie, great follow. But yeah, so I just thought this was really quick. Just wanted to say, you know, what is the right way to leave a league and is leaving a league okay? My opinion, always leaving league is fine. You should never feel like you have to stay in the league if you're not having fun or you have life stuff, whatever. But just do it the right way. Just set, like send me a message like, tell me to fuck off and say, Hey, I'm leaving the league. I don't care. Give me a heads up, man. Like that's all I ask for really just, you know, do it the right way. Yeah, for sure. I was, I think we talked about this maybe last week and then uh, I was listening to you with a uh, outhouse on his lunch break. And he said the same thing, you know, he's in a million leagues, million podcasts. If you're listening to this podcast, you've definitely heard him. Yeah. Don't be afraid to leave a league, but just be a good person about it. You know, give at least as soon as you know you're done with the league, just let the commission know or somebody, a buddy that you're in the league with know, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. Something came up or whatever, but don't wait. A league shouldn't find out the day after the season opener. That was just, no. that was insane. I couldn't believe it happened. But also another reason not to feel guilty about leaving a league is because as soon as I posted something on Twitter about it, I don't have a ton of followers. I mean, by the time I posted something, everyone's like, hey, got an opening. Can I get that spot? Can I get that spot? And it was like, maybe an hour later, I go back to the group chat. I'm like, hey, I got somebody who's interested and Billy already had somebody in there, so they'll fill up fast. So don't worry, your spot, no one's going to miss you. You'll be, you know, your spot will get filled. So don't, you know, if you have life issues or something else that comes up that you need to leave a league or whatever, or you're just not happy with the league, it doesn't trade enough, or you don't like the people in the league, whatever it is, don't be afraid to leave, but don't be a douchebag about it. Definitely nailed it, nailed it. And and to just so you know, I didn't uh, I didn't do some like commissioner override and just say like my guy gets the spot. I, I asked, it's so funny oh, because we were – no, no, I, I'm messing around, obviously. But we were in a, um, we were in a chat, the DFF chat, and we, and like I, of course, console wars. If nobody, if nobody knows, and we haven't talked about this before, 36 team league, my first dynasty league that I ever was in, three divisions or whatever. It's, it's ab- my absolute favorite dynasty. Just the people in it are great. The league is awesome. So I always talk about it, and I was talking about it in there. And Paul, who we got into the league, he was like, "Oh, I got to get in the league with you guys." And it happened like simultaneously where the orphan happened, and I was just like, "Yo." Come on in. Come on in. Yeah. So, so it just uh, it just worked out organically. Um, and he's just a cool dude. So, and I think he came in. I think he made a trade right away too. Listen, listen, so man. Awesome. If you're if you're getting somebody from from the industry, you know that it's about to go down, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and and people who come in and and or you know take over orphans, they're like, I want to make my own. So, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna look to do that next year. I think, but be a good human all around. Always. That's that's just some good advice. Yeah, just in life, you know. Uh, my house, we always have a, we say we have two rules at the house. So one is everybody love everybody. And two, don't be an asshole. <laughs> those are that's, great rules. That's pretty much it. If you just do those two things, like you're cool by me, man. So we'll get along. Is there anything else you want to talk about? we got listener questions and then uh, about wrap it up, you know? No, man. Yeah. Let's, let's do some listener questions. I'm kind of excited, dude. Listener questions. Like this show's so young. Like I'm, I'm so stoked that we have listener questions. Yeah, man. This is from one of our loyal, loyal listeners. Uh, at RBCR Jennings, that's Riley Jennings on Twitter. Uh, he always comments and he likes the show. So he said, first question, he says, what makes MFL hard to learn at first, but makes it best for Dynasty? It's a great question. Yeah, it's a great question. So 
Okay, MFOIL is hard to learn at first because in this day and age, everybody's using their phones for most of the stuff. And the MFL app is pretty much garbage. I wouldn't recommend it. So everything you want to do from the, the actual web browser. So it's, it's really hard to get along, uh, figure it out. Whereas Sleeper is just like any other uh, fantasy app out there. Very intuitive, very user-friendly. And so at first it's easier to learn it. But when you get down to the nuts and bolts, one of the greatest things I think about MFL is there's so much more information and so many more things are tied to it. One of the favorite features I have on MFL is you go to the webpage and at the top there's like my links. And so when I'm doing research or looking for a trade or anything like that, I just hit my links and there I have, you know, a trade calculator or DLF or DFF or any of those other websites that you use, Pro Football Focus, and I can access them right from there. You can't do that with Sleeper. There's just, there's just so much more to it when you're actually getting into it that you could get from MFL. No, that's a really, really cool point, actually, that you can kind of house all your, all your like databases. It's like a database for your fantasy football teams, almost. You can use it as. So it's, and I agree, like, it's, it's just, it's not, you know, they don't have an app, so it, it's hard to get used to initially. It's really, I'm trying to think what webs, I mean, it looks like a MySpace page, and it, <laughs> yeah. it kind of acts like one, too, but you know, like you said, there's a lot more to it, I think, than the other apps. You know, you, you have pages for ownership percentages. You have pages for a number of, of different things like that. ADPs, power rankings. Power rankings. They have the fantasy sharks thing that they do. They can help you with your lineups if you're kind of new or, you know, not sure. Just all kinds of little extras that are like built into it right there for you. Another major thing about it, I've never heard anybody on Twitter complain about MFL crashing or being slow or it won't load every single day big news comes out or uh, anything like that. Sleeper's like, hey, sleeper's down, sleeper's slow. And you never hear that with MFL. So I think the the backbone to MFL must just be better. So Yeah, it's definitely more stable for sure. Yeah, I think the other thing about MFL, and this may be from a commissioner perspective, but even from like a league, just being in different leagues perspective, like it's so customizable. You go in the back end and there is a setting for everything, everything, you name it. There's a setting, different auction stuff, different salary cap settings, different roster settings, you know, different everything settings, you name it, they got it. So it's really, it's really just a way to, if you want to make something more your own, that's where to go. Sleeper, sleeper's a little more rigid. And then after that, I don't really think there's much of a dynasty platform I'd even consider like ESPN or, or anything like that. They're just not user-friendly, just bottom line, in my opinion. I agree with you. All right, the next question is, he says, should I always start a quarterback in a super flex position in a super flex league? And my short answer is, you know, check your league scoring. Um, a real famous uh, league right now is Scott Fishbowl. And if you look at it, there's a ton of quarterbacks who should have been left out of the super flex spot based on that scoring. Now, that's not your typical scoring, but um, I'm also in another league now that, uh, I think probably only the top uh, 16 quarterbacks um, would probably have been favored in, with the scoring. So we had there's bonus points for yardage and carries, uh, points per carry, stuff like that. So definitely look at the league scoring. But generally, yes, you want to start a quarterback there because they typically do score more than your RB2 or your third wide receiver or maybe a second tight end or whatever else you might be flexing there. So what do you think? Yeah, I always try to fill fill my super flex with the with the QB. Like you said, the, 
check your league scoring for sure. That that matters a lot. But for most of the leagues that we're in, you know, if you're in, if you're just like, going to hop in the, the random dynasty league, it's probably just going to be your normal setting. So with that, yeah, you're going to want to fill it most of the time because you're not going to get 15 to 25 points from your running back two every time. That's just not going to happen. So yeah, that's why I always suggest in the drafts load up on quarterbacks. I know a lot of people kind of go against say, you know, no, you don't need to hoard the quarterbacks or that can kind of go like against you. But I totally disagree. I think that for multiple reasons, now you've taken away something that the other, you know, the other owners need. Yeah. And, and you, you can always fill it with one of the quarterbacks that's going to get 20 to 25 points, right? Like that's, that's what I try to do because they're going to always get those points. You want that consistency. That's right. You know, the players who touch the ball score the most points and the quarterback touches the ball every play. So, and again, in the draft, there's no, you're not going to get a quarterback any cheaper than in the draft. So yeah, uh, check your league scoring, but yeah, typically start a quarterback. That's all I got. You got anything else? Anything you want to plug for DFF? Anything exciting coming up? Well, yeah. I mean, DFF always every week, check out my, my waiver wire articles. I'm dropping them for redraft and, um, and dynasty. I don't know what else I'll have. We'll have other shit, but we have stuff dropping like all fucking day every day at that goddamn site. So, you know, go subscribe. It's cheap as hell. Just do it. We have great information and let us do Let us do the research for you. I know you don't want to do it. Oh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> but other than that, don't spend all your fab in Scott Fishbowl. Oh, because yes. I'm telling you, you will need it down the road for quarterbacks or something somewhere. So I saw it happen already, 100% on, on James Robinson, which I know you did, which it, which honestly isn't the worst. So it can work out. I'm not going to kill everybody for doing it. But I also saw 60% for a Zigbo, and he's on IR now. So be careful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be careful. Yeah. Uh, do as we say, not as we do. <laughs> there you go. All right, man. Thanks, Billy, for joining me. I'll take us out here. So give our shout outs. Follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Underdog. Follow me at Just FF. Also check out Any Given Pod. Amazing pod. They do a great job over there. And they are hosted by my boy here, Billy. You can find him on Twitter at Willie Beeman DFF. And not join with us tonight, but hopefully next week, Josh Goldberg, AGP. Y'all have a good night. Take it easy. Peace out. Mm-hmm.